Welcome to episode two of The, the Chant. Impact 89 FM's very own music and sports news podcast. What's going on, Hikari Kudo and Mr. Justin LaBelle, who cannot seem to tie his Mi- shoes right without leaning Mr. his leg Mr. Justin over. LaBelle? Yes. Mr.? It's just formal that way. <laughs> no need to get into semantics. Fair enough. You know, it's it, guys. We started at 2.08 p.m. For oh, so, so for those of you who aren't aware, we are now uh, streaming live on Facebook Live for every single episode. Yes. So shout out to those guys who are tuning in live uh, right now. And uh, I suppose this is technically our logo reveal episode. Yes, it is. It is our logo night. reveal. So for those of you folks who are not following our social media, we now have social media. I created Woo! it uh, yesterday as I'm recording this on Wednesday with you, Justin. Yes, so March 20th. Tuesday. Exact. So, uh, yeah. So, um, also, we'll shout that out real quick right now. Twitter at the chant underscore WDBM. Again, the chant underscore WDBM. That is on Facebook, right? That's on Twitter. Is that on Twitter? And on Facebook, it's the uh, it's Facebook.com slash the chant dot WDBM. Oh, they okay. wouldn't let me do underscores for some reason. This means stupid, so it is what it is. Oh, no, I remember that. It's just uh, when I went to check like the handle last night, it yeah. ended up being like the chant two, and I'm like, what? The chant two. Yeah, there was like a number two right next to it, and I got all confused and such, but you know, that's how it is when it's like 2 a.m. and you're doing a homework assignment, <laughs> and all of a sudden you see one random number out of oh, place, no. and you think it's part of, probably part of a I homework feel, problem man. I feel, at man. that point. But I feel. We are just... Setting up everything still and uh, going well, through our, with we're the social media fa- stuff. We're in our development phases. That's yes. what I would say. So the intro is not going to be as clean. No, for the it's next not. And weeks. we're going to make we're be cre- <laughs> we'll be creating an intro outro. So hopefully that'll go through. And again, yeah. we apologize for those people who are on Facebook Live. I know it took us a couple moments here to get us started. But hey, anyways, <laughs> we got a bunch of stuff to talk about today. That I'm we trying do. to keep this within an hour. We'll see how that goes because you know. Uh, Luckily, our eboard won't yell at us. <laughs> oh, thank goodness! But for that. Um, shout out to the eboard. But anyways, each episode will be bringing you two major topics to talk regarding our expertise. So for Justin, it'll be music. For yes. myself, it'll be sports, respectively. Today's topics will be as follows. So, well, before we do that, we do a Google Spinner thing to let them choose because you know we don't like to be yes, you know, and the hype favorable gets and insane stuff. with that kind of stuff. <laughs> Uh, you, we'll probably keep the live stream going. I may, at this maybe point. I don't know. I think we'll make it a part of the live It'll stream. Part of like, the li- uh, for everyone. See, that's why you should tune in at live stream and all that fun jazz. Yeah. Anyway, come hang out, come interact. Anyways, more importantly though, this week music will be going first. So Justin LaBelle will be starting off for episode numero number dos. Mm-hmm. But uh, we're gonna lay out all the topics for you before Justin reveals the first topic. That is right. So what are we getting into today? So my first sports topic. So after your first segment, mm-hmm. I'm gonna be talking about Formula One. And the fact Ooh. that Formula One is back, like back, <laughs> like I'm happy that it's back. I'm excited that it's back. Brilliant. I don't know if you know what Formula One is. I'm vaguely familiar, mainly just and with my it's open wheel, it's a open wheel game. international racing, like the top top tier open wheel yeah. single rider racing in the world. But well, I'm sure we'll, I'll be more familiar with it when you get into. We'll it touch later. on that. And basically, Red Bull Honda. It's one of the teams. Red Bull Honda. Uh, made, they made a statement at the uh, excuse me, Australian Grand Prix yeah. the other day. So. I'll be talking about that. Ooh. A lot of stuff about F1 yes. that I'm excited to talk about, that <laughs> I I've wanted to talk notes, about, it was just that like, I, have, oh, wow. I have been waiting to talk about. <laughs> Anyways, afterwards, Justin? Afterwards, we have a bit of an update around uh, Mr. Johnny Depp, who is in a little-known band known as Hollywood Vampires, and uh, we'll be talking their upcoming album in tease, as well as what some of the other band members will be doing on this next 
album cycle in light of Johnny Depp's recent defamation case. Following that, we got Hikaru's topic and uh, my topic technically now. I've just started one up. It's finally March It's Madness. finally here. I'm so happy. The Ides of March I toll am so and we are here. Happy. <laughs> I can't tell you how happy I am right now. So I'll be wrapping up MSU's Big Ten tournament, what that means, definitions of it. I'm not going to really talk about that numbers for that game, but really yeah. Kyle Arns and the vital role that he played and what I think that we can take away from that. Um, and on and also, also give you upset alerts. This was an idea I was doing when I was, you know, figuring it out. I'm like, what the heck do I want to talk about? Yeah, what do you? And I'm like, you know that? what? Let's just do upset alerts. Let's just do upset alerts. One for each region. What I think. Yeah, and so, we'll also be talking a little bit about both of our brackets, right? Yes, Going except there'll be a surprise for uh, that I'll present to everyone later. Oh, um, but a surprise. Uh, yes, it is a surprise. Um, and then, um, yeah, but each region. As I was doing that, I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to do the biggest upsets that I think is going to happen for each region. Because this this <laughs> year, it turned out that way. Yeah. In the first round as well. So that's what I'll be uh, figuring out uh, and talking about at the very end. Perfect. But first, we got to get started with this episode numero two as we're like five minutes in already, which is yes. actually perfect. But episode two is starting off with... With, with quite a bit of law information. My th- These two stories I'm, today... I'm, I'm, I'm going, I'm go- I don't want to talk about law. <laughs> No, I don't think anyone really wants to talk about law, but this one seems interesting. This, you know, I mean, I I think it's it is. very metal, heavy rock focused. I was looking through the notes, and yes. I was looking through the notes, and I think it's interesting too. Yeah. So Slipknot, the very famous Iowa band, uh, known for being Iowa with the band. front band, uh, they do the Iowa State Fair like every year at I, this point. They do. They don't do they? a whole festival for it. It's fantastic. But they are currently under hot water because they are being sued by a former band member. His name is Chris Fenn, and he, if you don't know, uh, ends up playing the trash cans live on stage with uh, with Clown, one of their uh, masked personas there. Uh, really? Yeah, They. I went and saw them live. It's no joke. They bring out trash cans and, like, bats and just play them live in order to get some of the different sounds that you hear on recording. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> it's it's honestly a, an event to see that. And they're such a great performers. But apparently not everyone feels that way. Really? Because Chris Fenn has sued the band over not being paid his fair share of the work in the band. He feels he is owed some compensation, especially and specifically calling out Corey Taylor, who is famous of being the lead singer of Snip, Slipknot yeah. and uh, Stone Sour, if you're familiar with that band. They get a lot of radio play nowadays, mm-hmm. as well as being like a New York Times best-selling author. Yeah. Uh, in, he's doing all that. Props to Corey Taylor. And Sean Crahan, uh, who he called out in Chris Fenn's statement. Do you have the statement by any chance? I do, and we're going to read that. Can in we read that official statement moment. for these folks that are listening in? Yeah, we will. We will read the statement, but the basic line of <laughs> reasoning here is that the claim is that the pair and Slipknot had set up different quote Slipknot affiliated businesses in different states that collected money from the band. So okay. they sort of set up their own subsidiaries and whatnot that were outside of just strictly the band that yeah. would allow them to generate more cash revenue that apparently Chris Fenn was not aware of. Huh. Or anyone, really, at that point, you would have to think. That's right? what I'm assuming. But... So Chris Fenn is looking now for a full forensic accounting of the Slipknot assets to collect what he feels is I, I think, owed. I, th- I think that's reasonable. 
Yeah, it's reasonable if it's true. But if it's true, that is a big thing. Because you don't hear a whole lot about bands creating their own subsidiary businesses to collect more cash. Is that even legal? Is that that even legal? I don't know. I don't know. I don't claim to be a lawyer. I'm just a guy who likes music a lot. (laughs) I know. (laughs) You're a a chemical engineering major, right? Yes. Yeah. Somehow, somehow if I give you two chemicals, you could tell me if I mix it and if I'm going to like explode the entire town or if it's just going to do a cool reaction. I would hope so. <laughs> <laughs> I would hope so, but don't make that sound like intent. <laughs> Anyways, no, moving on. No chemicals. Uh, so since the lawsuit, uh, Chris Fenn has been kicked out of the band with the band putting out an official statement saying that they are disappointed that they w- he wanted to wave fingers and manufacture claims instead of doing what is necessary to be part of Slipknot, which sounds pretty harsh. <laughs> it does. Uh, and it does. it's hard not to sound harsh when you have someone who's been with the band for quite some time immediately just coming out and making these claims right away yeah. and just having all that happen there. Yeah. Uh, Corey Taylor, uh, who was, like I said, specifically called out in Chris Fenn's statement, uh, has responded on Twitter that fans and magazines alike believe is in relation to the lawsuit. He okay. says, and I quote, you're going to read a lot of BS today. <laughs> This is all I'll say. Just you wait until the truth comes out. Long live the knot. That's not the first time I've heard someone say that. <laughs> what do you mean? Just wait until the truth comes out? Yes. Yeah. That seems I feel to be like I've been hearing that a lot recently. Today. Yes. We won't touch on that. Everything. But any. But I mean, again, it makes sense. Yeah. It, it makes sense. I, I, see, I didn't know that was, this was yeah, going especially on. Especially when you get called out by name, it's very important to start defending yourself oh, yeah. with that stuff. Especially if it's not true. If it's not true, then I wish nothing but the best for the Slipknot guys. But Especially if it is Corey true, Taylor, uh, that's love yeah. that man. But if it's true, then you have to start wondering: Well, how long have they been doing it? How long has this been going on? Yeah, and why is it just now being brought up? I agree. I but agree. he also followed this tweet with another tweet in uh, quoting uh, someone else's tweet, who's now been removed, yeah, uh, or deleted since. Uh, who ended up saying, Corey Taylor, rather, ended up saying, "You think." You think that's expletive. You think (laughs) that's being Try being wrongfully accused of stealing money from someone you cared about and having a lot of your fans believe it, which is harsh. That's big. That's (laughs) That's harsh as well. There's a lot of harshness coming in. This is a lot of harshness for both sides because normally you get one harsh side and one's like, I'll just wait for the facts to come out, right? Yeah. Right now it's like, you know what I mean? It's yeah. like no. This it's is interesting, though, with this case, though, especially since it's going into the court of law, yeah. that you'll have to wait quite a few number of months, probably, to hear. And something it'll be back, interesting if it's even relevant long. at that point. Yeah, you'll you know how long these law cases are, and see, it might be one of those like you know what we we just settled out of court type of thing, and those yeah. those are always you know something. <laughs> yeah, it could be something like that, but that to me personally almost seems like an admission of guilt in itself. Mm-hmm. Just to be like, yeah, no, we just paid our differences, uh, don't want to go further with this, but we know we're wrong. It, but then that will bring up the fan base and everything related to that, and that's just a whole thing, Yeah, I feel. It's not exactly the best to look for them, so I really hope it's not true, especially for how big in caliber Slipknot is right oh, yeah. now. But uh, after all of these statements from Corey Taylor, a Reddit thread ended up appearing uh, 
the night of the lawsuit, I think, or something similar to that. Okay. Where it showed a now-deleted Facebook post from a former band member named Donnie Steele. Uh-huh. Uh, if you're not familiar with Donnie Steele or at all with Slipknot, he was apparently a founding guitarist member but left before their debut album. Okay. So he's not, I think, record on record on that. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, ladies and gentlemen, uh, Facebook Live, correct me if I'm wrong. But uh, I don't believe he's on the debut album in terms of anything recorded. Okay. Uh, but his <laughs> deleted Facebook posts that fans thought were in relation to Chris Fenn was, LOL, don't blame him, ellipses. <laughs> Someone in the comments. <laughs> you know, very oh short, my sweet gosh. to the point. I got to like that. Oh, my gosh. Someone asked him in the comments whether or not this was about Fenn, and uh, he ended up commenting... Not really answering the question, but more giving more subtle hints uh, in terms of what he said. And what he said was, nobody likes to get lied to and ripped off. I know firsthand. And most, most of them can't write. In the three years I toured with them, I actually spent more time in writing sessions and the studio than I did on the road. All done behind the other's members' backs. That's how they roll. So basically, this is not just like a... You know, one thing that they've done. Yeah, it's apparently moral. this stems quite deep. This is apparently how the band rolls. Yeah. Like, rock and roll all night, except oh, they're not no. rock and rolling all night. They're just, you know, this is how you, they roll. You're not telling me you just quoted Kiss during the Of course. <laughs> of course. I mean, do you not know me? That's fair, yeah. <laughs> this, <laughs> I was going to say, I thought you knew me yeah. by this point. Oops. <laughs> So all of that's happening right now while the band is touring worldwide to promote their sixth studio album, which is supposedly releasing August 9th, 2019 right now. We'll see if that happens, too, so, depending on all this Yeah, depending on how that goes. They through. have a single out right now called All Out Life, and I think they've been teasing another single. I haven't been able to listen to it yet, um, but... Let me know if it's good. Yeah, I, I it, All Out Life is fantastic. It's the heavy, aggressive nature that i have come to expect of slipknot yeah. at this point but matt to the max i feel like this will be really one of their better albums right now well, let's let's pray let's cross especially fingers, after folks. the success that gray chapter was coming mm-hmm. on out but that is the story and personally i'm really hoping this isn't true i've seen these guys live they seem like genuinely nice people Especially yeah. uh, Corey Taylor. I follow him on Twitter and follow through all of that. He has a very blunt sense of humor <laughs> that's, that really resonates well with me. Uh-huh. So if any of this is true, it really starts to throw the fan base into some sort of question here. But again, this is all speculation, so we won't know. Yeah. But I, all I of agree. this is speculation, I but and I agree. nothing is known for sure. No, but that that makes sense, though. I yeah. mean, I agree. I mean, if you if, if you're Chris Fenn is right, though, I hope he gets compensated a little. bit I for think it. I think he deserves. But, if no, now yeah. the thing becomes in the court of law, is there enough evidence to showcase it? Because it's one thing actually accusing it. Yeah. It's another thing if you actually have enough evidence. To, you know what I mean? Yeah. And that's the issue that arises in a situation like this because there's so many things that could go on. It's a private, you know, private business and yeah, they, all that yeah. stuff. And as long as they have the forensic accounts ended up going through uh, in terms of Chris Fenn and his legal team, uh, maybe something will come out of that or maybe it'll just prove to all be, like Corey Taylor said, BS on yeah. Twitter. Uh, I'm I'm just hoping for the best for them. I don't know what to think of this, but I'm holding on and waiting to see what else happens. And 
we will keep you updated here if anything else happens. Justin will keep us updated as we progress <laughs> into the realm. Yeah, but to backtrack out of all those uh, very, very negative vibes, uh, looks like Formula One's back in action, Hikaru. Formula One is back, <laughs> and I cannot be happier with a little heart emoji. <laughs> heart emoji. <Thanks>. Because, <laughs> honestly, Formula One, okay, so Formula One is basically what my dad grew up on. Yeah. And what I grew up on, like, this is like the racing Oh, so this has a special place like this for is you, this then. is I love Formula One racing. Like I'm, my, I think I think we're gonna go to the Austin race this year and during the, during the summer slash early fall. We'll see. Hopefully, knock on wood on that. But anyways, in case you don't know what Formula One is or F1, they're used interchangeably. It's an open wheel single rider racing, uh, sport. We, yeah, sport race internationally, and it's super popular in Europe and specific parts of Asia as well. But it's more honestly geared in um, the uh, the European continent. Uh, Justin, question for you. Do you know who Lewis Hamilton is? Uh, the name sounds super exactly. familiar. You, you, you hear the name, right? Yeah. Lewis Hamilton is, so he won the F1. He was the F1 champ, uh, champion last year. Yeah. Um, and you know the name because it's going around social media like wildfire. You just, in the States, it's just not, um, what is it? It's not, Push more because we're more worried about yeah domestic sports. But if you don't know him, I'll be talking about him a little bit, and you'll know the reason why. I'm not the biggest Lewis Hamilton fan. If anyone is, I apologize ahead of time. Now, the F1 is sanctioned by the Federation Internationale de l'Automobile, or FIA, which is owned by the uh, Formula One Group, and is reorganized. Uh, or it's recognized, excuse me, as the highest tier in international open wheel racing. So F1 also has F2, F3, which is their minor okay. racing. They all go, all go all the way down to F5, if I recall correctly. There are 20 racers per season, 10 teams consisting of two drivers each. So each driver still has their own record, Yeah. but you have a teammate. And how that comes into play is when you're racing, and let's say you want your primary driver, right? Yeah. So in Mercedes' uh, case, it's Lewis Hamilton that's uh, your primary driver, and Valtteri Bottas, which is your secondary driver, which in this it, in the Austrian Grand Prix actually flipped a little bit. But oh, if that's the case, right. you want your back guy, essentially, your secondary driver, to squeeze out the guy that's behind you so you can get the lead or to cut him off. And that's how you work as a team. Okay. Because you have a principal leader, a.k.a. Uh, you know, a, a team captain, that will actually be in your radios, and that's how you work together. So you're still an independent racer, but you also have a teammate that you work together with, if that oh, makes that's sense. Really it's, nice, it's very, It's a very interesting concept that I really like. Much different from like a NASCAR race. Correct, correct. For sure. Um, the, the season just started off last weekend at the Australian Grand Prix, and it races uh, weekly slash bi-weekly uh, through December 1st, traveling all over the world. So uh, it goes to Japan, it goes to England, it goes to the States. Well, Safari International. Abu Dhabi, wow. it goes everywhere. I mean, F1 Jeez. is like, Literally everyone knows about F1. I feel like it's one of it's like soccer, how it's like not popular in the United States, but like yeah. <laughs> you go to Europe and everyone knows about F1. It's it's like it's uh, everyone's got to love in some fashion some high octane race it, cars. It, it, honest, honestly, you do. And then there's also Formula E too, which is electric racing, and that's a yeah. different world. Or for, Formula cars, rather, right? Because they're different race well, cars. They're, they're, formula they're, form, cars. They're, formula, they're Formula E. So it's called Formula E. It's okay. electric cars, and that's a different world, and I don't really get into that. But um, and there's. There's a two week like there's like a summer break like a two to two week to a month depending on the uh, summer break. Okay. That's smack dab in the middle to give the racers you know 
a break from traveling over the place. Um, that's in early July. But anyways, moving on to the actual race itself at the Australian, Australian Grand Prix. And folks, if you're on Facebook Live, feel free to comment in and tell me what you guys think about it. But uh, Australian Grand Prix last weekend in Australia, obviously, it was a one by uh, Valtteri Bottas of Mercedes with a final race time in an hour, 25 minutes, 27 seconds, point two three five. Oh, wow. These are long races, then. It's uh, about, 50, I believe, 51 laps was this race. It depends on the course, but um, but it's not like Jeez. a NASCAR race. And, you know, and if you're a NASCAR fan, I mean, I'm sorry, but I like the open wheel zigzag terrain, you know, all over the everywhere place, you know? Yeah, it sounds a little bit more in-depth that way and, in terms of just winding roads and tracks. And I, uh, yeah, but. You know what I think I've seen this before? What? Iron Man 2. Yes. Is that what I'm... Yes, Iron Man... I think that was the Abu Dhabi circuit. Yeah, I think, I think it was, actually. I think Iron Man 2... Yeah, Yeah, where Whiplash comes on in yes. and starts going yes. crazy it and slicing It doesn't actually formally, rec- formally recognize as F1 because they did F- uh, Formula 1 didn't want to be uh, with it. Yeah. Um, And obviously it can't be IndyCar because IndyCar is just in the States. But yes, I think it was the Abu Dhabi circuit or one of the European circuits... That it gotcha. was racing, never recognized the name or never used any teams or whatever, but that's what it, yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah. But Sorry, think I just about had that. an epiphany Think about there. that, think about that. Okay. Does that make sense? That's what you're thinking of. Yeah, that makes sense to me. So, but anyways, reigning F1 champion Lewis Hamilton, again, a Mercedes, um, came behind Botas, his teammate, by 20.886 seconds. So, oh, wow. nearly 21 seconds, which is a ton of time. Yes. Ton of time. And then in third on the podium, the last spot was on the podium. This is what I want to touch on today. is Max Verstappen, the primary driver of the newly formed Red Bull Honda. It used to be – technically, it is still Red Bull Racing. Okay. But basically what it is is that Honda is now providing Red Bull the engines instead of Renault, which was hmm. a company that was providing the engine beforehand. Because it's all – there's logistics and there's, like, companies and, you know, all that comes into play. A lot of sponsorships and a lot, you know. And I'll touch on that in a second. But Max Verstappen, the biggest point here was behind Hamilton by a mere 1.6 seconds. So he was getting closer and closer and inching closer to him. And this was partially due because of the, he drifted off the track pursuing the, oh, the yep. reigning champion. And he kind of went off the track a little bit. And that gained him some mm-hmm. seconds. And that's potentially what could have hurt him. So he could have been in second. But regardless, Verstappen made the podium. Now, Verstappen's key move was on turn three on lap 31. Oh, wow. Where Verstappen made a phenomenal outside move around Sebastian Vettel of Ferrari, who came in fourth. At that point, Vettel was in third. Who came in fourth, and uh, Verstappen finished just over .3 seconds over Verstappen. So in other words, as Verstappen was trying to get to Hamilton, you also have the veteran, Sebastian Vettel, right behind him of Ferrari, with a great Ferrari engine, trying Mm -hmm. to catch up with you. Because it's literally F1 for the past five years or so has literally been Mercedes and Ferrari race. Back and forth, back and forth. Wow. So the fact that in the first race of the season we see Red Bull Honda, where people thought Honda engines didn't even matter, and they're like, what the heck is Red Bull doing? It's like a 50-50. Then Max Verstappen basically made a statement, no matter how the situation came to be. I think that's huge for Red Bull Honda. Yeah, that's a huge thing for them. Because I wouldn't think Honda is like a racing company or a race Honda, car. So what it is is that it's essentially F1 is a showcase for those white-collar workers okay. to showcase, here's what our engine can do, here's what how our body build can do. And you okay. slap on a bunch of sponsors, and it's more it's basically NASCAR, but for white-collar. You know how NASCAR is more meant for blue-collar workers? Yeah. 
Like, that's the audience that they're targeting. Yeah, yeah. F1 yeah. is targeting more white-collar workers with, like, the more, like, premier way of doing it and, like, the more, like, formal way of doing things. Yeah. And, you know, and, like, you're being more fashionable about it, if that makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense to me. If that makes it's 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 a if I don't know if that makes sense or not. Yeah, if it wasn't painfully obvious, I'm just learning as we go and, here. So this is great. And that's how that's part of the things what we want to do here. The chance kind of teach each other things, and because yeah. we know a lot of people are interested in stuff. Absolutely. Um, but um, I mean, I like racing. I like that kind of racing. Yeah. That kind of racing would be fantastic to see live it's it's i want to and i'm going to try to make it happen by the end of the year for myself so what happened to max here verstappen so according to formula one according to formula one article verstappen said right after the race quote to get by ferrari on this track is not easy around here because it's not easy to follow in general but yeah of course happy to pull that move off and then challenge lewis for second was a good feeling yeah in other words this is max verstappen right Mm -hmm. he's starting to become a pretty good Driver, mm-hmm. a saying yes. Ferrari, Ferrari's hard, and especially in this Australian Grand Prix where your curves are—it's—it's it's, that terrain. I don't know how racers freaking do that and still go that fast. <laughs> is how I'm saying. Yeah. And it's on top of that, you go around Ferrari and you're able to chase a reigning champion of F1 last year. That there's your cult right there. I don't have to, you know, you know what I mean. And that's that's why I wanted to mention it because Verstappen literally said it himself. Yeah, had to um, had to prove something, and but you know not, what not to call but, him out and but, be the, that's humble. But now all that the numbers and kind of like the factual situation set up. He, he, here's what I want to say. Here's what I see after okay. this first Grand Prix. Like I said, Mercedes and Ferrari for the past five years, give or take a few years, has literally dominated F1 racing with their phenomenal engines, right? Yeah. Red Bull has been trying to get themselves in there. They tried it for no, that didn't work. They tried other engines, that didn't work. And they were for no for a while, and they're like, you know what? We need to do something. Honda was dropped by McLaren, I believe, two years ago. And they needed a team, so they went to Toro Rosso, which is Red Bull's secondary team. Okay. Then Red Bull said, Honda, you want a two-year agreement with us? And Honda said, yeah, we need a team still. We need, we're kind of you know, working our games back up after McLaren dropped us. So Red Bull said, all right, we have faith in you. Let's team up. And that's what the situation happened to be. And again, in this F1 community, it was a 50-50 because people were knowing what it is. Was okay. it a right move for Red Bull to do that? Was it a right move for Red Bull? Why don't you just get, you know what I mean? Yeah. You have so many other options in Honda. A risky Honda move. But the thing is, now you see Max Verstappen in the first race of the season get third place. And all of a sudden, they're saying, yo, we're here. Yeah. yeah. Uh, doubters, um, <laughs> screw you. We're gonna keep doing this. Yeah, that's a power move. If it, is. It, it, it is. Like it is. It, it's a power move, and I'm especially after being dropped by McLaren and getting right back into it, where everyone's doubting you. That would this would have been the race to prove yourself. And on top and with the third place win, and on and a podium. And on top of that, on top of that, I got I got more facts for you. Oh, perfect. On top of that, Honda actually dropped F1 after 2008. Came back in 2015. Hasn't had a podium until this one just this past weekend. Really? Their last podium was in 2008 by Rubens Barcello when he placed third in Silverstone. Mm. And at that time, Honda was his own independent racing team. They weren't teaming up with other teams. Oh, really? When they came back so in 2015, exactly. When they came back in 2015, they just wanted to provide the engine, but they wanted a primary team. That's where oh. McLaren came into play. Then McLaren said, we can't use your engine anymore. Drop them. 
They were using Renault, I believe, now, if I if I recall correctly. Then Honda went to Toro Rosso for a couple of years. Then Red Bull said, "Let's ha- can we have you guys? Red Bull said yes, and it became huge news in Japan and, like, in the world. Because all of a sudden, Red Bull is picking up Honda. Because they're trying to, you know, go into those ranks. Yeah. So, that was a huge, huge win for just Honda as a company. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's sure. so big that After literally that. literally before the F1 season began, the Red Bull Honda team went to Japan and they set up an inaugural circuit for them. And the, they just drove around, okay. did some donuts. I mean, it was ridiculous. It was absolutely they ridiculous. They were doing donuts in a formula car. Yeah, I mean, you could do donuts in a formula car. They you do it when they, yeah, when they do a celeb. But they were doing donuts oh, and stuff no in front of the Japanese crowd to show, hey, Red Bull Honda, this is a full thing we're doing, man. We're excited. And then Max Verstappen says, yup, yup, did you, I, I told you, I told you so. <laughs> and he gets on the podium. Man, oh man, that must feel good for the entire team, dude. Mm-hmm. That must feel good for the entire team. And the thing is, like I said, well we're, seeing, we're seeing someone outside of Mercedes and Ferrari take the podium. Yep. And I like seeing that. I like seeing that, especially early in the season, especially in the situation knowing what the Red Bull Honda situation is. Yeah. This means, hey, this season, the racing world could change again. You know what? I would love to see the racing world and the F1 world change. Um, it could. A new challenger has appeared at this point. Correct. And with the help of Red Bull, who is doing everything at this point, they have a whole entire sports section of just their entire catalog I, of stuff. And that's how they promote their drinking brand because most people know Red Bull as like racing and like you know they have the Red Bull uh, what is it the air race or whatever the heck it is like they do the Detroit River every year yeah, yeah and with then, the planes and all that and then it's like they, that's how they get their name out and I mean I think that's a great a business strategy just for Red Bull it is a really good name and it seems to have worked for them too you have Red Bull everywhere I can't go a day without seeing Red Bull or like a Red Bull commercial at this point and <laughs> it's it is true I mean they still have their they they still they have, even have a record company. Yes, they do. Yeah. They have they have everything. But anyways, going back to racing, um, Christian Horner, who's the team principal of Red Bull Honda, okay. aka the top guy who's telling all the guys, yeah. "Hey, watch out for Vettel." And you're, you know, he said after the race, "quote I think we've overperformed." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and that's what I thought when I saw I so. when I saw this when I saw this, folks. I thought I'm like, whoa. They, oh, what is going on here? That's what I thought. Whoa. And it, that's what happened. They yeah. overperformed. They overperformed. And I mean, I, that's, if that doesn't say anything, I don't know what does. Now, moving on, uh, continuing. Quote, uh, this is still Horner. Quote, Honda has given us a great product over the winter. The engine's delivering good power. It's been reliable. Keyword there is reliable. Yeah. For a couple of years there, Honda wasn't reliable. No. <laughs> the fact that they're reliable, this is good. Yeah, this is good. That's some good progress. Moving right on. More quotes. Quote, to put Lewis under pressure for pretty, pretty much 50% of the Grand Prix, it looked like we had a qu- uh, quicker car than him, certainly in the second half. Okay. To do that at this venue is really encouraging for us. So we got a good basis to start and really develop this car. Yeah, because now you can That's go Mercedes. on prove right that over. That is Mercedes, folks. <laughs> you're talking about Mercedes, and you're talking about Christian Horner saying it felt like we have a quicker car than them, and you're using Honda engine, Honda engine, and people are like, I don't know if this is going to work out. What a statement. <laughs> Yeah. What a statement is all I got to say, man. That is a comeback for all comebacks by that point. And essentially what it means, 
Smart move by Red Bull. Smart move by Honda. Obviously, that doesn't tell the full story. We got to keep going. Yeah. But this proves we're on the right step. And remember, folks, these guys have been practicing all summer long. Or, excuse me, uh, all off-season long. So, this is trust from Horner that they trust what's going on. They trust Honda. They trust Honda as their engine provider and as their teammate. And I love, I, lo- I absolutely love seeing that. I mean, not yeah. just as a Japanese citizen, but as a guy who has wanted Honda to do well recently. And honestly, to see some company be able to compete against Mercedes and Ferrari. Mm-hmm. Like, I love the fact that Red Bull Honda beat both of the Ferrari racers. I love it. I love it. I love it. I'm sorry. I'm going to fanboy there for a second. Yeah, no, it's quite a victory for them after everything they've it, it been is. through. It and is. And to finally have a reliable engine that will get stuff done. And I'm... It's a V6 series. They're going to go with this for a little bit. Then they'll tr- probably create the next series. But I'm so pumped up. But to put everything together, what I just said, I am excited for Red Bull Honda as F1 season progresses. I'm going to keep an eye on it. It'll be interesting to see, to see the reaction from Mercedes and Ferrari as we trickle into 2019 season. Yeah. See if they do actually make engine you know, adjustments or if they're going to be like, oh, this is just one lucky race. Or if Honda continues, you know, Red Bull Honda continues to do the same thing. We'll just have to see yeah, as we we'll move have to on. Keep going, and you'll hopefully keep us updated. We will keep. We'll, I chance. will keep you guys updated. The next Grand Prix is at uh, Bahrain, which Ooh. I don't know if you know where that is. Oh, I know it's it's Bahrain a country. Is. It's it's a country in the Middle East. Yeah, Bahrain Grand Prix is up next in Bahrain um, on Sunday, March thirty first at eleven oh five a.m. Eastern Standard Time over on ESPN two. ESPN has all rights for all Formula One races through, I believe, this year. I know through twenty twenty, I believe. So next season as well. Um, and what's really nice, it used to be NBC. Okay. Uh, what's really nice is that ESPN just pulls a Sky Sports feed, so it's literally British guys who are like know everything about the races that are airing it, oh. and just ESPN is literally taking that just and broadcasting, broadcasting that. it with the US right having US rights. Oh, very good. It's great. It's great because the analysis is ridiculously awesome. So I recommend if you're interested, that's a that's a Sunday. That is also quick plug in during the Green and White Report uh, <laughs> here at Impact 89FM, which is our sportscast show on a weekly basis on a Sunday. Uh, Ryan Rabinowitz and Julian Mitchell host that, which is awesome. So you could all technically have that going on in your ear as you watch the race, which is probably what I will be doing as I produce the show that Sunday. <laughs> Perfect. 100th episode, by the way, that is. Not this, not this Sunday, but the Sunday after is 100th episode. I'm excited. Oh, wow. But Congrats. Anyways, that was a lot of F1 talk. Yes. I know I'm pumped about <laughs> F1, and that was a lot of F1 talk, but I feel like I got a that music talk a little bit before we get into <laughs> oh, this. Let music you know, talk, be- he says. <laughs> before we get into madness, because there's a lot of sports stuff going on right now. There's a lot happening. But, but you know, although, you know, off F1 is in full motion, some other famous artists are teasing their projects a little bit, right? Yes, So So Johnny Depp and Alice Cooper, what the heck are they teasing? So for those of you who are unfamiliar with the world of Johnny Depp recently. Uh, Johnny Depp and Alice Cooper are teasing a new Hollywood Vampires album. Hollywood Vampires, for those who are unfamiliar or haven't heard of them yet, what are you doing? Uh, (laughs) Hollywood Vampires is a super group that comprises of the best of the best, I would say, in my personal opinion. We have the legend Alice Cooper, who needs no introduction. Just look you don't, you don't need, it's, it's Alice Cooper. And he is on vocals and harmonica, I believe. Harmonica? Yeah, the harmonica. 
we got Joe Perry, who is of Aerosmith fame. He yep. is the lead. He is the lead in rhythm guitar as well as a uh, backup and lead vocals behind Cooper. Yeah, beh- nice. behind Cooper as well. Pretty. Uh, That's pretty. And uh, we also have Johnny Depp on there, who plays the slide rhythm and lead guitar for the band. See on occasion, backup vocals and the keyboard. So add that to his resume. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This dude's starting out to be more of a multi threat talent. Every time I it's look a it triple up. threat. This guy can dance. We've seen him dance in Pirates of the Caribbean. We he, this guy can <laughs> act. Uh, this guy can uh, sing. Yeah, he can do anything. Yeah, he can. And apparently, he's really good at it. They is released he gonna, an album back in like I, I would need to check. The is he gonna wear again. a costume? <laughs> oh my god, I hope not. But I hope classic he does. Johnny Depp. I feel like a walk on stage with like a scarf or something. I still can't believe I'm talking about the same Johnny Depp. Anyways, yeah, same. I, <laughs> it was it was quite uh, an interesting moment for them. They released an album back in 2015. I was right. It was a uh, September 11th, 2015, where a lot of the songs that they did were a lot of covers of Alice Cooper songs. Uh, of course, of course. I think they ended up doing a cover of "Schools Out" and recorded it live. Uh, yes. And I only know that song off of my Guitar Hero 3 days. So, sorry. Do you still have the Guitar Hero 3? I should somewhere. Okay, so here's week. what's happening. Here's what's happening. This weekend, I'm going to come over. You know how, we, how we're we going to go to Hopcat or Buffalo Wild Wings or yeah. something? I'm going to come over, and we're going <laughs> to we're gonna play. Well, Dude, I don't, oh, I don't have it here. I have it at home. Hey, I know what, uh, I know the LaBelle family's tuning in. Shout out to you guys, by the <laughs> way. Uh, I want to come over at some point. <laughs> but more importantly, more importantly, uh, more importantly <laughs> can one of you guys drive up to Michigan State and break it down your after Anyway, moving on. Okay. <laughs> we have Johnny Depp back <laughs> in here, and he's had quite a mess. <laughs> really? <laughs> he's had quite a messy news cycle recently, Mr. Johnny Depp. Yeah. His terrible split with Amber Heard has been on the news cycle as of late and uh, has a lot of fans of his worried about his health and uh, his well-being. Mm-hmm. He's uh, he's currently taking Amber Heard to court on a defamation case for pieces that she wrote claiming that he had abused her uh, in various ways. There were tons of those out. And uh, I I remember that when yeah. it first got released. It yeah, was for quite a long time. Yeah, it was. A- Amber, Amber Heard release it and basically Johnny Depp said no but then he's like wait I gotta do more than just say no and this is a response but yeah you know you can't do that and especially with the case of Johnny Depp and where that is and it's so split too Mm -hmm. it is so split in this case right is it though I mean I think I think it is because now in terms of all the other allegations he's now come out and submitted roughly 87 videos of Amber Heard attacking. But that's what I'm saying. Johnny it's Depp. so it's the the support, the opinion I should say is so split between this issue. Yeah, and you know I feel it's so split because Amber Heard was the first one out the gate. It is. And yeah. came on out and said these things about And and Johnny I'm not Depp. saying I'm not going against any survivor of, you know, any type of assault, male or female, I don't, you know, it doesn't matter. Yeah, don't take And I'm not I'm not saying anything that, that but in in our society, men you know, it's it's assumed that men just don't get harassed. Still to this yeah. day in 2019. So, and I think a big proponent of like 
the ideology change there was when Terry Crews came out with his stuff. And, and the, it turned God out, bless that it, man. It, it turned out to be, exactly. It turned out yeah. to be, I mean, and the thing is, people are asking, right, these females that have been waiting for so long to come out, and you got to understand the trauma and everything that I can't even imagine that they've gone through. Yeah. Right? And for guys, it's the same thing. Just because you're a dude, it doesn't matter what gender you are. Yeah. You're still going through the same trauma. Okay, yes, the timing may be after that. But you're talking about 87 videos? Yeah. 87 videos. Which is kind of interesting. How do you get that many videos I don't like, know. saved up? But, yeah, no, uh, Amber Heard got out of the gate first, and a lot of the public opinion around Johnny Depp was shaped in such a way and Disney that had made it, him the bad guy, for sure. And Disney had to take a stance on it, too. And, yeah. you know, because Disney and Johnny Depp have a, such a close relation. I mean, he's literally living, yeah. you know. Not, his, as, not as close of a relation as uh, him and Tim Burton do. No. But he's been in a lot of Disney properties Yes, I mean, point. I mean, the, my biggest thing is, my my biggest property, you know, biggest IP I'm thinking of is Pirates of the Caribbean. With yeah, the, because I mean, it's literally it was Walt Disney's idea that became you know the ride, which then the movie was based off of Johnny Depp, and that's how the world fell in love with Johnny Depp, right? Yeah. So when this first came out, obviously people were waiting for Disney's comments, and Disney's comments are kind of like we're gonna let the legal system do its thing because that's all you can do. Yeah. But now Johnny Depp is coming out, you know, when he came yeah. out with these alle- counter allegations against uh amber heard it's to me it's just such a split situation yeah because you're basically trying to challenge public opinion at that point you have this opinion already out that oh my god he did it because someone came out about it first and now all of a sudden there's a and bunch it's human nature it's human nature well. too yeah it's human nature that's what it is yeah. and now a bunch of counter evidence has come on out with this stuff, and it's really started to make it difficult to figure out which side has the right of way. But I'm sure that the court of law will get this taken care of, and I hope whoever and comes honestly, out of this comes again, out these of are it right. these are, folks. I, I want to stress these are all allegations. Yes, all allegations. None, none of it's confirmed. Nothing has yet, been confirmed in the court of law or released to the public. Correct. None of these videos have been released to the public, as far as I and Hikaru Kudo are aware. However, I do I do believe yeah. that you will keep myself updated oh absolutely in this situation yeah even if it's like a quick little like segment it's like oh hey this happened but anyways back to the hollywood vampires and you know i guess more the positive light of johnny's life yeah so why does this relate to the hollywood vampires well uh alice cooper has come out in an interview in defense of johnny depp uh saying that he is in perfect health and is going to be quote and alice cooper himself is quote (laughs) going to be spewing all of Johnny Depp's venom on this new Vampires album. You know, it just makes me think of a snake, like, with their venom. <laughs> well, yeah, but that would also be the most metal thing that you That's could true. do. That's true. Outside of, like, bats. But bats don't spew venom, so. As far as I know. Anyways. <laughs> I'm not a biologist. But, yeah, no, so okay, this sure. new album, the way that sounds makes it sound like they're going to actually write original material this time. I feel like it. Which... I, I'm not too fully aware of the 2015 album and how many original songs were on that one. But I'm not I know, either. I know there were a lot of Alice Cooper covers that mm-hmm. I saw on there because I think it was the easier one yep. when that came on out. But it, it Alice Cooper has now come out and said about the new Hollywood vampire stuff and it, the defense of Johnny Depp saying that it goes places that I wouldn't normally go. 
And that's kind of what I like about it. Which, when you have allegations out about you there and you really know it's not right, there's going to be a lot of hatred in those songs. Which is the most metal thing you could do. (laughs) I mean, I think that's the definition of metal. Now, metal's, like, too hard for me. I know who they are, obviously. Yeah. (laughs) But I I agree. That's probably the most metal thing you could ever do. (laughs) It's metal, but it's also rock because you have Alice Cooper, Joe Perry, and all them, and Johnny Depp, who are basically rock icons at this point. Yes. Well, Johnny Depp icon in a different way. Rock, actor, everything. But anyways. But these icons are now going to be... Apparently teasing a cover of some of these allegations and the energy around these allegations of Johnny Depp in these songs, uh-huh. which is just going to be a huge thing. I cannot <laughs> wait to hear any of that. Uh, I'm maybe, at, maybe it'll be like one of those like rap diss tracks where there'll be like sprinkled bits of information in everything. Could like, be. Oh, hey, you did this. And it's like, what? No way. I'm, or it could be one of those like, you know how like Disney Disney and Pixar put like Easter eggs and like they're all supposed to be connected. <laughs> yeah. Maybe all these songs are connected. They're supposed to tell like some sort of like big story about the band. That'd be interesting too. The 2015 album, its album cover was a book. Yeah. So it could be telling the story it could be a of long the Hollywood thing. vampires. Four decades later, reveal the story of the Hollywood yeah. vampires. Dun dun dun. <laughs> but that is Johnny Depp's side of things. Johnny Depp obviously is going through quite a bit right now. Alice Cooper is going to be coming to Detroit soon in order to record new Alice Cooper material uh, with a certain Detroit rock sound that he said was really necessary on this new record. A lot of R&B, a lot of Motown-style renditions in there. Motown. He says he plans on releasing an EP in time for his summer tour and then a full album planned for 2020. And Joe Perry right now with Aerosmith is doing a Las Vegas residency right now uh with the band uh with steven tyler and all them so they are currently busy doing like a whole summer show alice cooper's doing a summer show so there's no telling when the new hollywood vampires will be coming out but yeah the way it sounds it sounds like there's a lot of stuff written down right now and they're working on a lot of projects and they're working on a lot of projects so as soon as they find (sighs) some free time we are going to hear probably some of their best work right now and I will, I will be waiting a f- for a full comprehensive review here on the channel. <laughs> As will I. It is gonna. It is going to be a great album. And I'm actually excited to hear what you're going to say. So, same. It's going to be interesting to see, especially depending on how this defamation case plays out, which is always a weird thing. It is now you have a legal battle in the full media that you're going to be starting to cover these songs with, mm-hmm. and that message is going to be carried across, whether or not like it. It's true. Yeah. So. In the case that the allegations swing one way or another, it's really going to affect how these songs are out. So, especially we, in Johnny are, Depp's favor, if that doesn't end up but, being but true again, or the but law it, favors in some way, but again, again we're just gonna have to, we're, we're all just gonna have to see, yeah, how we rock and roll. It will all definitely night be th- with the situation. Stop it! <laughs> we <laughs> gotta to rock and roll all night. Okay, anyways. It's party every day. <laughs> it sounds like things are going wild for Alice Cooper then, especially this March. But it's not the only thing going mad because we have March Madness. It back in the news. It's March Madness, baby. Are you out of breath? Cue CBS theme song. <laughs> 
uh, I'll throw it in there. So I don't know, but I just ah, I'm super pumped Beautiful. up. Real quickly before I go into segment, uh, Kim, Steve, hi. I don't know if you're still tuning in, but hi. Uh, I miss you. You're awesome. Thanks for tuning in and supporting me. Uh, let me know if I can do anything for you. Uh, and yeah, uh, for those of you listening into this with this podcast after it's recorded, folks, we do go live on Facebook Live at 2 uh, p.m. Um, every Wednesday for this podcast. Yes. Now, uh, because we're cool like that, I guess. I don't know. But anyways, <laughs> it is madness. Let's go into some of that. You're but, absolutely right. It's before madness. we take two steps forward, we're going to take a step back. Okay. Because, do of mean? course, we're a Michigan State, you know, we're, we're a podcast that's based off the Michigan State student radio station. Of course, our sports department covers Michigan State athletics. I got to talk about Michigan State first. Yes. So, for the hometown Warriors, Michigan State Spartans, oh my again, God. they have managed to def- uh, defeat Michigan for the third time this season, which yes. is ridiculous. That's yeah. ridiculous to me. That 60... Big Ten championship. 65-60 at the Big Ten Tournament Final in Chicago last Sunday. Kyle Turk and Julian Mitchell was on call for that one here on Impact 89 FM in the greater Lansing area. Quick plug-in for that. We will be where I should say Kyle Turk, Julian Mitchell, and Joey Ellis is currently in Des Moines, Iowa. We received a tweet from them earlier Des today. Moines. They left their flight was at 6.45 a.m. earlier today. Again, we're recording this on Wednesday, March 20th. Um, earlier today, and they're they're ready to go um, to cover the game. Uh, Sparns, you know, starting their first round tomorrow. Yes. Uh, I believe if I, could, if I do get the time correct, it's 2.45 p.m. That's the first round for Michigan State. Against uh, basically who knows what the heck going on team, aka Bradley. <laughs> but <laughs> coming back to this, coming back to this, um, I, my my there there were two big moments for this game. Yes, my first biggest moment was for the game was obviously when were you watching the game? I was when junior forward Kyle Arns went down with that left ankle injury, yeah, and just Sh- went forty five. Oh my gosh, just four thirty four left to play in the first. Um, half literally the entire MSU team was crying. Yeah. I was crying. You were probably crying. The entire nation was probably crying in some way, shape, or form. And you could tell Izzo was tearing up. I mean, this man, you don't see Izzo yeah. look that face. And if you haven't looked at Izzo's face, I recommend you go back and see that highlight reel where it goes from Kyle Arns getting that injury to, to them having that emotional moment to my second biggest point, we'll touch second, where Kyle Arns actually comes back to the court. Um, but, I mean, it was a very emotional moment for the team, and I honestly think for the Michigan State community as a whole. Um, because this year's shirts, and I didn't wear it today. And part of it is because I'm like, I kind of got to stay. I'm actually wearing an Impact shirt instead. Hey, but nice. um, I bought it too, but it's this year's NCAA March Madness um, sh- warm-up shirts. It's just family in the Michigan State font. Oh, that's and nice. If this wasn't family, I don't know what is. Yeah. Because the Everyone even rallied around that moment. The, the the even bigger moment, right? Everyone's crying. We're seeing literally grown men, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, however old Izzo is, cry. We're seeing fans cry. We're yeah. seeing Spartan students cry. We're getting things literally going on everywhere. And for me, personally. Yeah. I think the even bigger moment after that, and this is according to multiple reports, is this is behind the scenes after the game that went out, and a lot of people may know about this, but after Arns got the x-ray 
right? Show negative and he was going to come back out. Arns was told that he was probably, you know, he was going to be out for the rest of the tournament, which Jeez. obviously everyone else found out. Now, obviously he was shook. Yeah. And he's like, dude, that I, it, because Arns has been quoted earlier in the season saying, I want these, because he's been struggling with injuries all year long. I want to play for Matt McQuaid. Mm-hmm. You know, I want to play for 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 the seniors. I want to play for Matt McQuaid. I I I want I want to play for the entire. T- you know what I mean? Yeah. I I want to play for the guys because they've done so much for me. Um, and That's such a heartbreaking thing. Man. It, it is, and apparently, Kyle Arns Facetime yeah. calls younger brothers Justin Arns, who's a freshman guard, a forward. Excuse me. <clears throat> excuse me, over at Ohio State. And that's what it took. That FaceTime call was what it took for Kyle to come back, Kyle Arns, to come back to return to the MSU bench. And um, according to Detroit Free Press, Arns' younger brother, Kyle Arns' younger brother, Justin, told him, quote, you need to get out there ASAP and go talk to them, them as a Michigan State his team. Yeah. Because that will change the momentum of the game. End quote. And what a momentum changer it was, honestly. <laughs> he comes out, literally people crying with a standing ovation. Because how the heck do you come out after leaving, knowing you're gone for the rest of the tournament? After all all the effort you've been working on, the amount of injuries you've suffered through. Spartans will, man. Spartans will. Suffer through. I'm is. telling you. And I'm starting to tear up as I'm talking about it, man. <laughs> and it was it's a follow Don't do that. We still have the rest of the bracket. And, and, and it was followed by senior guard Matt McQuaid telling him, quote, I'm about to go off. <laughs> and you know what? How ridiculous Matt McQuaid went off. By the end of the night, 27 points for his himself, let all players on the court, eight for fifteen from the field, and hear 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 this. All right. What Seven from thirteen from downtown. Really? Seven from thirteen. That's his total. Are those the stats. Wow. Matt McQuaid went Yikes. off so ridiculously hard. It was crazy. It's that's 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 all I have. That's all I have. But <laughs> that's all. But 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 anyways. And I want to note that Michigan State was down forty one thirty four at the time when Arns came back out. So Arns is like, I'm here on the sideline. Come on. Mm-hmm. And I was watching because I was working. I was watching the last minute of it. You can see Arns literally hopping at his good le- good foot. He's like, "Let's go!" Right? <laughs> and it was oh, oh my gosh! I mean, this is what sports is about, folks. There we are. This yep. is why I want to do what I want to do and go into sports journalism we and even uh, had huge big names in sports co- talking about it. I remember Vince Lombardi ended up retweeting the clip of it Kyle is Arns because and this, everyone in unison. Because this is what sports is. <laughs> and I know I'm getting passionate about it because I am. Because this is this is the definition of sports. Yeah, Not because of everything that. that happens in the court. Great, you're a great player. Okay, so what? At the end of the day, in 15 years, you're going to be a legend, okay? You know mm-hmm. why people remember Magic Irvin Johnson so well? Or Irvin Magic Johnson, I said that wrong. You know why? Why? Part of it is because... On top of him great, being a great basketball player, he's left a legacy for himself. That and I has. want to start with the legacy he set left here on this campus at Michigan State. There's a, there's a, uh, excuse me, there there's go. a statue of him outside the Gilbert Pavilion at the Breslin for a reason. 
There's a reason why he came back when the 1979 re reunion came back with whatever work he was going on because he loves his school. There's a reason why he stood up when the Nasser stuff came out and he said, this is not my university. There's a reason why all he's done all that oh, because it is more than just what happens on the court. This is sports. That's why sports is so important to people. Yeah. yeah, you got the numbers. Yeah, you got the betting. Yeah, you got the port stuff going on the court. But that's why. This is why I think Michigan State is such a special team. This is why I think Izzo's team is such a special team. And playing at the Breslin with the Izzo is such a special moment. That's what I think. And that's just a tangent that I had to go on to. Yeah, because no, my entire sure. emphasis is, is, is that that was the moment that shifted it. Nothing on the court shifted it. It was the moment that Kyle Arns came back and said, I'm here to support, guys. Now, do what I know what you got to do, and do what they know what yeah. they do, they got they do. That win was definitely for Kyle Arns. It was. It was. It was well and it. after the game, after the game when they were cutting the net, when Matt McQuaid went to cut that first piece of string, he did the most classless act ever and gave him, gave Kyle Arns the string first. Then cut himself. And kept going. It was. Woo! <laughs> Woo! <laughs> it blew out the levels on that. I one. did. I did. But I'm going to skip the numbers here and everything. Basically, just say yeah. that in Michigan's Michigan. And you know what? I, I wish I had time to talk about that, but we're going to have to keep moving here. But yeah, keep trucking along. But although that is a beautiful Michigan there. State won, uh, here's the other thing Spartans are a number two seed this year. Are you, yeah. ki are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? <laughs> Are you kidding me? Yeah. They, they I remember deserve, Coach they Izzo deserved came on out a number they, one seed. I'm furious. Izzo came on out, and he was not too happy about that one coming on in. And on top of that, you're in the same region as Duke. Yeah, with Duke as being the Duke, one seed. Here's what I'll tell you about my bracket already, folks. If you, have, you, you can still, if, you're, if you're tuning in live or if you're before the brackets lock up on Thursday, here's what I'm saying. If you have Michigan State being Duke, switch it. Right now, <laughs> because I'm telling you, Duke's going to beat Michigan State. Mark my words. If not, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Spartans. I don't care if I'm a Spartan or not. At the end of the day, Duke's beating Michigan State in Little Eight. Quote me on that. Yeah, Duke's got a huge record at this point and a sprawling sea and, of players and you know what? that have, are able to pull their own. And you know what? If MSU loses, I'm telling you, Spartan fans, if loses to Duke, their Spartan fans are going to go ballistic. They're going to go ballistic. Izzo's going to go ballistic. Yeah. Yes, he's going to say, our team could have done better and, you know, the classic Coach Izzo stuff he's going to do and yeah, yell at his players. Absolutely. But he's still going to be ballistic about it. There are going to be announcers, broadcasters, you name it, that are ballistic about it because of the situation that occurred. I'm telling you right now, I'm calling it ahead of everything that happens. Mark my words. But... This is the big meat section. So we hit the Michigan State March Madness crunchy check section. It looks like we'll be a little bit over an hour for this episode. I apologize, but I hope you guys understand because of how passionate <laughs> yeah. about. But There's a lot of stuff to be passionate about. On the time. flip side, though, like I said, I believe there are going to be big upsets every single, uh, every single region. One big ups upset in every single region this year. Yeah, it's, it's almost expected that it way. It is, but I think this year I, I have looked at it. I have extensively looked at it. I have looks, you know, done a little bit of research in it, and I think I'm comfortable with these. So here we go. Ready? Okay. I got four for the four regions. So who are the four upset picks in each region? We're going to start in the east, then we'll go to the west, and the south, and we'll end in the Midwest. Okay. In the east, 
I'm hopping on the Yo bandwagon, folks. Really? I know a lot of people are hopping on the Yo bandwagon this year. I am as well. Number 14th ranked Yale will beat number 3rd ranked LSU. And why? Well, let's look at Mie Oni. 17.6 points per game, 455 from the field, just under 800 from the free throw line. If that doesn't tell you anything, I don't know what does. And yes, okay, you might say, okay, this is just one player, blah, blah, blah. What? Well, on top of that, for LSU, seven overtime games this year they've had. Yeah. Which people say, okay, seven overtime games, they, you know, came back and whatever and, you know, went further. Seven tells me this. LSU can't finish. And this isn't any sport. I don't care if it's basketball, football, soccer, you name it. Every issue any level of a team has is finishing, right? You're at a three-point line. You're shooting the three. It won't go in. Why? It's finishing. It's your form. It's your form. Yeah. Following through with that. Exactly. Okay, you're on a football field, and, you know, you're trying to catch a pass, and every time it bobbles out, why? Well, it's your timing. It's the way. It's the motion you're going through. You're on the soccer pitch, and you're trying to kick, and it's not going to go in. Well, let's look at your base foot. Okay, it's not pointing to the goal. Of course the ball's not going to go into the back of the net, you idiot. Yeah. Right? <laughs> so, that's what I'm feeling. I'm like, LSU cannot finish this year. Um, And you want some evidence here? Okay, well, LSU fell to Florida, who's ranked number 10 in the West, by the way. Okay. 76-73 to 73 in the SEC final. Remember, one choke and you're gone. Mm-hmm. So I'm feeling like Yale's gonna come step up here, and be like, "We're the Ivy League guys," and they're actually gonna, they're actually gonna beat LSU. Mark better, my words on that. Even though they have similar records at this point, you you gotta figure. Mark my words. Mark 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 my words, Justin. Yeah. Speaking of the Gators in the West, number tenth ranked Florida Gators will top the seventh ranked Nevada. And and I make multiple. Really? I make multiple brackets every year. Every single bracket, I have Gators beating Nevada. And here's the reason why: Gardic, uh. Kevon Allen, if I said that wrong, I apologize, averages 12 points apiece, a threat from the charity stripe, making 89% of his free throw. So here's my here's my key. A, make sure Allen's going off well against Nebraska. And I'm going to say it's a win. Because at the very end of the day, Allen has the capability of getting the ball. And if you're going to the point that you're just going to get foul trouble at all, they're going to double mark him. Here's what you do. You give it up to another open guy who has a pretty good percentage, and you use him. You use Allen to your advantage. And that's going to be the key to the game with that Gators game. But if you do that, I'm, I'm telling you, Gators are going to be Nebraska. Mark my words. Moving on. In the South. All right. The school I got offered a full ride to, actually. The Mighty Ducks. Oh, no. Not the Mighty Ducks. No. The Mighty Ducks. I said the Mighty Ducks because I wish the Mighty Ducks were back. No, but I mean the Oregon Ducks. I need a, th- I, I need I, a trifecta. Guys, folks, I knew that was the Oregon Ducks. I'm just saying that, you know. The, the Mighty Oregon Oregon Ducks. There but you go. The, might, the Mighty Oregon <laughs> <laughs> Does someone say that? The Mighty Oregon Ducks? Uh, yeah, me. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, the Oregon Ducks, a school I got a full ride to, seated number 12th, will upset the fifth-ranked Wisconsin. Hmm. Why do I think that? Oh, my God. I've been watching Wisconsin basketball all year long, and they're, it's it's all over the place this year for the Badgers. I'm telling you. It is all over the place for the uh, Badgers. Forward Ethan Happ? Yeah, he's great. Leading the team with 17.5 points per game. But they also got eight losses in the season. For the Badgers, half of them occurring occurring in the top of the season. Okay, that doesn't look bad. Okay, but <laughs> here's my <laughs> thing. All right, great numbers look well, everything like that, but their execution is poor. Mm. 
their execution is poor. They're not playing well as a team. They're playing as like independent human beings on the court. When you do that, you only win a certain number of games. Plus the Badgers, if you compare the schedule to Michigan State's or Michigan's, they didn't have as a well-competitive schedule like Michigan State, Michigan, non-conference or conference. Yeah. That's, that's, that's what it tells me. Now, Oregon, on the other hand, they showcase what this team is made of. They grabbed the auto bid from the Pac-12 by getting that Pac-12 championship. Turn around the season after losing seven foot two inch freshman center bull bull from a left foot injury, and they got a ten. They got a deep bench, ten players, ten players that are in double digit minutes. Really, I believe over fifteen for all ten of them. Jeez. So I'm comfortable with them because he's got. There's a lot of talent that you can use on that uh, that team. Yeah. Essentially, a full two court uh, rotations that you go through with them playing a healthy, nearly half of the game for every single one of them or more. So I'm comfortable with them because. Ten of them, you're gonna get one or two. You're gonna figure out the guys who are playing well that night, and you're gonna play them on the court more. Yeah, I'm taking the Ducks any day over the Badgers. Mark my words. <laughs> Finally, in the Midwest, what's in the Midwest? Tenth ranked Seton Hall will upset over the seventh ranked Wofford. Now, first off, I don't like the name Wofford. I don't know why. I just don't <laughs> like it. I like the fact that their mascot is still a dog, and it sounds like Wofford. Okay, whatever. <laughs> No, no, no. I mean, honestly, like I, I know what it, you're saying. It really kind of fits on brand. I know what you're saying, but I'm just saying that's me. But okay, just but just Wofford, take... and you get the barking happening. It's great. <sighs> but just just take just take a listen. All right. All right. So what's Hall gonna do? Seen Hall. Seen Hall has Seen Hall. Oh my gosh, I can't talk. Has a great resume this year. Beat Maryland and Maryland by four. Beat Kentucky by one. Split the Ville, aka Villanova. In the regular season, then fell to the Wildcats, a number six seed in the South, by the way, 74-72 in the Big East Championship. Literally, I'm telling you, Seen Hall's on fire right now. Because if you folks anything know anything about basketball, especially Big Ten basketball, Maryland is one of the hardest venues to play in Big Ten basketball, period. Because the Terrapins, they got, they got, they got a good company over there. Yes. <laughs> Kentucky, <laughs> Coach K. That's it. <laughs> Kentucky, Kentucky's Kentucky, man. That's fair. Well, actually, I lied. It's not Coach K, but Kentucky's Kentucky. Um, Villanova? Well, Villanova, I think I think many people know what Villanova's capable of. But here's the thing. Again, their number, their sixth seed, the Villanova is. And on top of that, they only, uh, Seton Hall only lost Villanova by two. Yeah. And Big East is one of those powerhouse conferences, I'm telling you, for the basketball. we. I, if you don't know that, it is a, one of the, those power. House conferences. Now, the Terriers, are they a phenomenal team from downtown? Yes. They're shooting 420 from downtown. They are one of the best three pointers in the league, uh, three point shooters in the league. Guard Fletcher Maggie, 4.63s per game. But I believe Coach Kevin Willard and company, aka Seahaw, will come on top. The Pirates will figure it out and figure out an answer to the perimeter shooting. Be- <laughs> as oh, I choke good out, lord. As I choke on my own breath. You all right there? They'll figure out the answer to perimeter shooting. And at the end of the day, if you force, and even if you don't, if you force Walford to base everything on the perimeter shooting, eventually it's going to balance out. Stats balance out. They're going to start missing missing shots. You take advantage as a team to come on top. That's why I'm saying Seen Hall is going to come on top for this one. May take him a half to do so. If you look at first half, you might say, Hikaru, you're wrong. Hey, the game's not over. You still got another 20 minutes and potentially more on the slate. So, these are my upset alerts now, for the first round. 
if Seton were to win, they'd be faced up against Kentucky or Alibi Christian. <laughs> okay, uh, it's, it's, so Kentucky. it's Kentucky. It's Kentucky. So do you think they'd have a chance against Kentucky then? See, here's the thing. In my personal bracket, I think almost every single one of them, if not, I think every single one of them have Kentucky beating them. And I think that's what's going to happen. Seton Hall's not going to make it out of the first weekend just because Kentucky's going to beat, uh, 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 what is it, Abel Christian? Whatever yeah. that school is. Um. And they're gonna UK is gonna UK is gonna go through is what I'm saying, but because no results have come in, as much as I can assume that Kentucky's gonna win the first round. Remember last year if UNBC? I do, I do. It's March, man. Anything goes in March. It's madness, really. It's madness. Anything goes in March, including <laughs> this podcast. Anything goes. <laughs> Anything goes. Anything goes, folks. But. Justin, I got a question for you. I have an answer for you. These are my upset alerts for each region. Okay. This first round. And folks, I wish I could do the second round, but uh obviously some... obviously, Time you know, you know we only get to do this once a week, but we will be doing another round uh next week. I'll, I'll be touching on this again. Yes. And I will be continuing this upset alert and see how many upsets I can find, hopefully one from each region. If not, we'll yeah. figure out on First games fun. happen tomorrow, right? Yes, Thursday. Thursday. Guys, uh, brackets lock up in what, less than 24 hours if you're on Facebook Live or if you're tuning in before when the brackets lock up. So make sure you do them. If you're afterwards, best wishes to your brackets. Justin, question for you. Answer do you for disagree you. For, with any of my upset alerts? Let me read them over to you one more time. Uh, sure, why not? Number 14th, Yale, beating number 3rd ranked LSU in the East. Okay. Number 10th ranked Florida Gators, beating number 7th ranked Nevada in the West. In the South. Number 12, Oregon Ducks, beating number 5th ranked Wisconsin. By the way, every single bracket that I have is also that. I have no bracket with Wisconsin beating the Ducks. I just don't <laughs> think it's going to happen. And I've then, only had the one, so. And then finally in the Midwest, number 10th ranked Seen Hall with an upset over number 7, Wofford. Mm. Do you disagree with any of my picks? I feel like the Wofford-Seton Hall thing, while interesting, will be a very tough call. Now, who do you have winning then? Uh... I originally had Wofford going on into that just be based off of their stats alone, but most of their stats are comparable. But remember, the number doesn't tell all the story of the game. It, and it doesn't and, tell the entire story. And that's right. that's what I love about March because at the end of the day, these are just some dudes and dudettes that kind of get together that you know know a lot about college yeah. basketball and say, they're going to be first. They're going to be second. Yeah. They're, you know. But then you also take into their con- into account their conference Conference, well. how how uh, how— and Difficult. Wofford is eighteen and no. Yes, but you're not in a As conference. As opposed to Seton Hall, with but a you're nine not nine. in a conference that's you know comparable to like ACC, for example, or the Big Ten. Yeah, yeah, I suppose. So my again, my thing. So I might end up changing that up later. So, but my my thing comes up to at the end of the day, you got to consider not just you know their stats, but who are their opponents? How, you know, yeah. team chemistry. How deep is their bench? That's huge. That was huge when uh, Michigan State. Played uh Michigan um in the regular season, and Beeline figured out some way to balance it out, especially uh letting Brad uh Brasdikis not get into foul trouble by only yeah. having one <laughs> foul tr- foul one foul in the Big Ten championship versus a you know fouling out five minutes left at the Breslin literally a week ago, uh two weeks ago at this point um but that's that's yeah. that's that, that's what I'm telling you it's it's from you know you got to consider everything and folks again if you're listening in uh live or as a podcast, yes, I want to say pod because it sounds cool. But 
the pod probably uh, work. Make sure you folks do consider all that. Yeah. Uh, into, just I'm staring want... down my bracket right now while going over the upsets. Off, so. off, off course you are. Off course you are. But uh, anyway. Uh, the other you... one I have eyes on is definitely LSU and Yale. That one was a very yeah, tough yeah, one. I'm for telling me. you, Yale's. I'm on the Yale. I'm on the Yale boat, man. I, I, I'm on the Yale boat. I think I might stick with my LSU. No, one I'm on, on the Ivy League boat, dude. <laughs> yeah, everyone is. <laughs> I'm on the Ivy League boat. I, everyone is Yale. You, but anyways, you're gonna stick to LSU yeah, because I, I think I'm gonna stick to LSU mainly just because of their conference standings right now, which again doesn't tell the whole story. But they have very comparable stats in terms of everything, <laughs> and not to mention. Most of the notable results that both of them end up having. Fair enough. Yale has lost, especially to Duke by 33, uh, Memphis by 7, and Vermont by 9. Yes, but again, you got to consider the fact that the opponent's LSU. Yes. And LSU, I mean, have they been hot? Yeah, sure, they've been hot. But at the same time, LSU's been hot and has beaten Auburn quite a couple of times. I think their most notable one was by 5. Where uh, that I'm, 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 I'm on my bracket as well. I'm trying to figure where the heck is this more detailed thing. That there we go. Yeah. Um, but but here's 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 my my duty for LSU. Okay, so at Kentucky, win by two, great. Tennessee, win by two, awesome. At Houston, lost by six. <laughs> Florida State lost by three. Mississippi State, well, win by no four. 33. Auburn by win by five. And yes, Yale has lost to Duke by 33, Memphis by 7, and Brabant by 9. But here's my thing. Again, like I said, Yale has a talented and efficient offensive team. And whenever you play against an Ivy team, I know this is stupid, but you got to keep in mind, they got these brains. <laughs> and their brains are ridiculous. It's like a math, like it's a math crunching machine. It is ridiculous to think that these guys are literally majoring in stuff that I can't even think of to do in my math. And somehow they're still getting straight four points while they're playing basketball and in the Big Ten, uh, in the March Madness, you know, in the NCAA tournament. Like, yeah. how the heck do you do that? But to make plays like that, they would need a brain of HAL 9000 the supercomputer in order to get it on the fly to where they can. All right, we're going to move on from like this, that. but, um, <laughs> but I'm telling you, Yale's going to win. So who do you have in the championship then? In my, in, in my bracket, in my primary bracket, I have Duke and North Carolina, North Carolina winning my tie, uh, my tiebreaker score. Oh really? You have North Carolina, North Carolina. Oh yeah. I'm on the North. Oh, I'm, I'm on the terror. Uh, I'm on the, North, on the Carolina. North Carolina. Yep. I'm, I, yep, yep. You know it. You're on uh, the Ivy league bandwagon, North Carolina. No, bandwagon. I'm on the North Carolina bandwagon. I want it. I, I just don't feel like Duke's I think Duke's going to choke in the championship game. 75, 73 is going to be final. And I'm telling you, North Carolina is going to win with a three point basket buzzer beater. Ooh. Or a two-point basket buzzer beater. It's going to be a buzzer beater anyways at the championship game. I hope it's going to be exciting, 75-73. But anyways, I know this pod is getting a little bit long, but do you all agree with me? Yeah. That's my question. Do you agree with me? Do you agree with Justin? Give us a holler yeah. on Twitter or Facebook. Or do you agree with me, seeing as I have Duke in the championship against North Carolina with Duke winning 78-70? Well, but see, okay, one last thing about I, that. I, I just uh, want to get it out I there. know, I know, but... Uh, <laughs> One last thing about that. Duke, for me? Yes. Duke, it, every year I make an, it's called the annual Duke bracket. I got to look back how many years I've been doing that. But every year I make one bracket with Duke winning it all. <laughs> because every <laughs> year, every year the Blue Devils, it looks like they're going to win it. And then it's like they come short somewhere, but I make one. So I do have a bracket with Duke winning. But my actual primary bracket that, you know, I hope that will go well, I have North Carolina winning. The one you have all your attempts up Correct. for. I see. Correct. But anyways, folks. 
Facebook, whether you're on Facebook Live or whether you are on the podcast or wherever else you may be listening to us from, do you agree with myself, A, Justin, B, and then C, just kind of overall what I talk about. Or do you agree with yourself because self-confidence is really what's important. Holler at us. Give us a holler on Twitter at the chant underscore WDBM or on Facebook. Just search up the chant WDBM and make sure you use the hashtag the chant. All else, just use the hashtag the chant one word, yeah. and we will find it, and we'll make sure we God, will address I'm so happy it. We have socials now. I know in the next <laughs> episode, I'm, I'm I'm happy I created one as well. Yes. Now next week, just a little bit of teaser. Next week, when brackets are locked up and we're a weekend in, and we're getting to talk about the Sweet Sixteen and the Elite Eight, right? Yep. Because we'll be able to do three weeks of this, and the next yeah. one will be Final Four. Chain. I'm like really excited about this. <laughs> I'm like being a kid. Justin and um, I will kind of release how our brackets been doing so far because Justin and I actually have our own tournament yeah. group um, and I wanted to make one for all you people who are listening in but you know we just kind of got it kicked off so next year a year from now we will actually make a group for people who are in the chant just for bragging rights and yeah. we can keep an eye on we'll but, keep it going get some predictions but, going uh, but a week from now we'll go back into our brackets and kind of see who's leading who's gotten stuff right and kind of do analysis and even do try to do a little bit of upset analysis slash my upsets coming up for the week. Uh, I'll be entirely hey. honest. I feel like my bracket's going to burst out right at the first round. Like uh, round if 64. my bracket bursts, I mean, it better not be another one of those years. It's like, yeah, we're going to screw everyone up. I don't. I hope that doesn't happen. <laughs> but anyways, <laughs> I have been waiting for my so long and I'm so happy that it's finally here. It is so different to be. A college student yeah. at a D1 school that is going to the tournament. And on top of that, just working at a radio station, being able to be hands-on and, like, coordinate everything behind the scenes. It's just, I just, you know, I hope you can tell, Justin. Yeah. Would you say that March is uh, mad? <laughs> Would you so, say that March is mad? Uh, yes. You? And, I mean, that's going to segue into our final section oh, of beautiful. our podcast um, it's our takeaway section. So every every episode, <laughs> we sum up all of our topics into one takeaway. One, yes. what's the point? Yeah. What can you take away from all four of these topics? What are we trying to get at? And really? we're always going to do the person who talked last, their final topic. Yes. AKA, in today's case, myself. Today's case, that guy. Basically, March is... Madness. I mean, that's what it is. <laughs> I mean, you got you got people getting, uh, you know, you got people getting sued. Yep. Um, F one starting up finally, which is, I guess, part of March Madness technically, but uh, not crazy, like man. part of the actual March Madness, but just part of March being madness. Uh, new album teasers. Yeah, new album teasers based on some bad things. <laughs> oh God. And you got some lawsuits that are also involved oh, in God. some bad. And, things. And, and of course, and of course. The tournament. I don't know why it sounded it like I was starting an engine. Self. Now, folks, <laughs> I'm gonna. I don't know if anyone else has a final comments. You guys will like to mention to us before we uh, wrap up this episode number two that we have been highly, highly energetic about. But, um, Justin. Yay. This episode went out for like an hour and 20 minutes. Yeah, this is about an hour and a <laughs> half. But it's also March Madness. So, you know, but again, folks, like I said, 
Facebook live broadcast will be archived onto the webpage. You can find us on uh, on the Facebook, um, the chant WDBM on Twitter, the chant underscore WDBM. Give us a follow if you like. And of course, on both plat- platforms using the hashtag the chant. Mm-hmm. You can catch Justin with his live radio DJ shift 6 to 8 p.m.s. Every Friday, I sometimes go visit, and it kind of becomes like the chant 2.0. Yeah, like the chant after party. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's what we like should name it. it. That's what we should name it. Why not? I mean, it's like, it becomes like his shift, but our shift. It can kind of go back and forth Long on that. Long story. Anyway. <laughs> Anyways. And then, obviously, my biggest thing that I do here, we got a lot of play-by-play stuff going on. So, Thursday's game, you can catch that game live here on Impact 89 FM in the greater Lansing area. First round against Bradley. Tip off at 2.45 p.m. in Des Moines, Iowa. 2 p.m. Uh, we'll start pregame coverage around 2.30-ish. Now, again, that's a tentative time because it's half an hour after the game beforehand yeah. ends. With that being said, Justin, uh, oh, we also got a new logo. <laughs> <laughs> I should have mentioned that. They'll find that out when we go. They'll they go find to that our out. Our, our logo. Uh, shout out to the uh, creative content team uh, for creating that. Maddie, I don't know your last name, but who's she's also taking over as creative director for Megan uh, Martin, who is about to graduate. Uh, shout out to you guys for making this great uh, logo for yeah. us. We Thank are working on an so intro much. outro for you folks as well. And like I said, this episode went a little bit long, but we got a lot to talk about, yep. and um, I hope you guys got pumped. Um, as always, we would love to get feedback. Justin and I will always love feedback, comments, questions, yep. topics you want us to talk about. And now that we have anything. a place going through that's going to funnel all those in, it's going to be even easier to contact you, yes. or you, for you to contact us. And folks, you know you can always send us a message, again, like on Facebook or on Twitter. The best way, even if you don't want to follow us, is just use the hashtag the chant we check it on a daily basis. Yes. With that being said, Justin. Yes. With all I, I, of what's I, I think I need another cup of water. Um, <laughs> I think uh, I need to go get another food thing because I'm starving. Same. <laughs> um, and I'm excited. March's Madness. Uh, we'll be catching well. more stuff up. But with that, Justin, you have anything else to say or no? Did I, I miss think, anything? I should say. Don't think you missed anything. I think we can start rolling this up. So I rolling this up, okay. Rolling this up, you know. <laughs> well, I have been Justin LaBelle. That has been Hikaru Kudo, and you have been listening to the, the Chance. Chance.